0: Good morning, Lydia House. Welcome. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is our third weekend of Advent, the third third Sunday, and I'd like to read out of Isaiah 40. I'm going to begin with the third verse. A voice of one who cries... Prepare in the wilderness the way of the Lord. Clear away the obstacles. Make straight and smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted and filled up, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked and uneven shall be made straight and level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory, majesty, and splendor of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that you sent your son. We celebrate your son's birth into this world and into our lives. We thank you for the relationship that we have with you and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We thank you that we enter into a relationship, not a head knowledge, but a heart knowledge. We give you all the praise and honor and glory in this wonderful season of Advent this morning. And we say yes to your coming birth. Amen. 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 Thank you. And I'm going to invite
1: Alicia to come up, and you can bring both if you want. It can be a tag team event. We're going to light the Advent wreath. <laughs> and Alicia, do you want to introduce your boys to us, just for those who don't know them? Um,
2: this is Teo. He's three. And this is Beckett. He'll be two in March.
1: Tao and Beckett. Do you guys want to help us light the Advent wreath? It's not, it's not too, yeah, don't light the wreath. <laughs> M- mommy's going to help you. Mommy's going to help you. And you can just sort of grab her hand, and you can help her do it. So the Advent wreath and the candles help, uh, were invented by someone who wanted to teach children how to expect Jesus to come for Christmas and to expect him to come again. And so he uh, he ran a Christian school, like a boarding school. And so he invented this as a way to help keep time as we march towards Christmas. And so sort of like a clock, eventually we get closer and closer to us. And this is Gaudette Sunday, or Rose Sunday, because of the rose-colored candle that is lit last. And this is a week where... We uh, spend some particular time on two different things. God at Sunday focuses on joy. So this is the joy Sunday. And joy both at the being thankful that Jesus came and looking forward to Jesus coming again, but also joy for those who for whom Christmas is mixed with a little bit of sorrow. Those of us who are missing people, who have gone before us. Those of us for whom Christmas maybe is sometimes a little sad, it's mixed with a little depression, it's mixed with a little loss. And so the Joy Sunday is meant for those folks to focus on that, to remember that we have joy, even if we don't have happiness in every moment, we do have joy, thanks to God and what he has done for us. Amen? (laughs) And this Sunday also is particularly focused on merging both the fact that Jesus came and the fact that he's coming again. And that's what we're going to focus on today, Wow! almost as if you were teed up for the perfect sermon. As
3: if I knew what Godet
1: was. As if you knew what Gaudet was. I, I think it's <coughs> German, maybe, maybe French. I'm not sure. But it's cool. So there's the advent wreath. And um, I'm going to save the rest of the announcements for after our first song. Let's do a song. <laughs> Christmas is music, oh. right?
4: Mary, did you know that your baby boy would someday walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? this child that you delivered will soon deliver you mary did you know that, that your baby boy will give I sight to a blind man mary did you know that your baby boy Would calm the storm with his hand Did you know that your baby boy Has walked where angels trod When you've kissed your little baby You've kissed the face of God Oh Mary, did you know will see, the The deaf deaf will hear, and the the dead dead will live again Again. the The lame lame will leap, leap. the dumb will speak, the The praises praises of the Lamb Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation Mary, did you know That your baby boy will one day rule the nations. Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb? This sleeping child you're holding is the great high.
1: just a couple of announcements. So the offering box is up here. Uh, during Advent, you may come forward and present your gifts before the Lord like the wise men of old. Uh, also, the year is ending soon for those who'd like to get in charitable donations before the end of the year. Just FYI, the end of the year is happening. Soon. Um, next Sunday will be our Christmas service. Yay! Well, we'll light the final candles and celebrate the birth of Jesus And there is going to be entertainment, special fun things. Um, Leah and Roya are going to be playing another cello duet right after the service. And I'm told there's probably going to be some food right after the service as well, a little (coughs) surprise luncheon. So that's exciting. You can't get more excited than surprise food in my book. Um, And so that's going to be next week. So we'd love to have you. Again, Christmas is a wonderful time to invite folks. To church. A lot of people who wouldn't be willing to come to church normal times are happy to go during Christmas, especially if they're invited by a friend or a family member. So think about someone you know who maybe has been kind of shut in maybe the last year and a half, or maybe they're not around family and they don't have anybody in town, or maybe things just haven't been going well for them. If you can think of a neighbor or a friend or a coworker like that, pray about it and then get up the courage and invite them to come to church next Sunday, drive over to their house and pick them up bring them in their bathrobe it doesn't matter kidnapping is okay on Christmas I've been told um, that that's in a movie so it's got to be true um, and so the candle is still going good buddy you did a great job and it's still it's still burning well so don't worry about that it's probably just coming to say hi to dad and light something else on fire I did accidentally say to light the wreath on fire and so I think he maybe was like look we haven't finished we haven't finished. The wreath is not yet burning. <laughs> um, so you may have noticed the screen flickering uh, this morning. Unfortunately, that will continue to happen. Uh, yesterday, or no, two days ago, probably Friday morning, early morning, we think, um, the barn was broken into, and we were burgled. Uh, I've never said that before, but we were burgled uh, Friday morning. Not to make light of it, it just, it's Christmas. Let's use a whimsical word. We were burgled, we weren't robbed, we were just burgled. And they stole all our equipment, laptops, uh, video, camera, uh, outdoor sound equipment, um, the TV, Xbox, other things were, were pilfered from amongst us. So little Merry Christmas burglary. Um, and so it's, it's a little unfortunate. As they were haphazardly yanking cords out and stuff, things got jostled, the things that are in the walls that control that which is above and so uh, we are gonna have some screen flickering and stuff like that we might be able to get it fixed at some point or we might not so every time the screen flickers instead of thinking we got burgled I encourage you to think Lord bless whoever that was whatever person or people were desperate enough to rob a church during Christmas because something's not going right in your life am I right So let's pray for that person, and maybe someday that person will come and receive Jesus, if they haven't already, because it seems like that's something they probably need to do. So that's just an FYI. So you can be praying for that um, for the church. We don't know how it's going to work. I don't even know for sure if it's covered by our current insurance situation or not. I'm not really. We're we're working on that. We're working on that. The Police have been informed, and there's a report happening. Um, But as you know, we're not exactly a real well-off church financially speaking, you know, Paul and I make a scant quarter salary um, and we're about to move and, and there's some finances involved all to that. So, you know, pray for the finances of the church. I hope you do that anyway. That would be great if you did that anyway. We would certainly appreciate that. Um, but you could do that a little more. But why don't we pause now? I do want to pray for the person or people involved because we don't know what their situation is, but it's probably not great. right? So please join me in praying for them, Father. First of all, we forgive whoever it was, person or people who did this. We let, we just release them into your hands, and we forgive them for this violation. It's not okay what they did, but we do forgive them, and we give them into your hands, and we pray for them that you would uh, bring conviction on wrongdoing, that you would lead them to your truth and lead them to repentance. We pray that whatever desperate situation that they're in right now, that you would rescue them from that and that you would uh, reveal yourself to them as a God who saves and a God who goes to uh, even the least of these during this season. You came to the shepherds who were outcasts and many people considered them just garbage people of society that they didn't want to see. And if this person feels like that, I pray that, like the shepherds, you would come and reveal your truth to them this season. In Jesus' name, amen. On a happier note, it is Andrew's birthday on Tuesday. Yes. And? It's yours. Okay. I'm not supposed to announce my own birthday. It's my birthday today. It is. Yes. I survived another year. I am 30 years older than Andrew, who turned 14, who will turn 14 on Tuesday. So, so I'm 29 and a half. <laughs>
4: so you started your
3: ministry when he was born.
1: <laughs> Just as Jesus did. Actually, I was too. I I jumped the gun. I, I jumped the gun a bit. I didn't. I wasn't as patient as Jesus. to wait till Andrew's born. So why don't we sing Happy Birthday towards Andrew? I'll I'll, I'll take a little bit of it on the side. Paul, sing. Paul's our singer. Do it.
4: Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to Andrew, may Jesus bless you. Stand up! You're going to stand up in your red sweater. Yeah. What that! Yeah. And
1: then we can all stand up and sing more.
4: We wait, seek your face, come and make your throne upon our praise. Here in this place, have your way. The moment that we see you, we are changed.
0: Burning heart be
4: holy ground Chains fall Fear bow Here now Jesus you change everything the barren places, light, to the darkest spaces, God, it's your nature, bring joy to the broken-hearted hope, to the ones who your nature there is no desert that your streams can run to there are no ruins that your love won't make new you tell the wasteland that it will bloom again cause it's your name name has stolen. You keep the promises that you have spoken. I know this wasteland will be whole again. Cause it's your nature. your nature you bring joy to the broken-hearted home to the ones who lost it God it's your nature there is no desert that your streams can't run to there are no that your love won't make new you tell the wasteland that it will bloom again cuz it's your nature you will restore the years that shame has stolen you keep the promises that you have spoken I know Wasteland will be whole again, cause it's your nature. Sing out, O oh, barren woman, sing out, O oh, broken man, stretch out your hands, believing this is your promised land. Break out of disappointment, break out of hopelessness. Stretch out your hands believing this is your promised land. Sing out, O barren woman, sing out, O broken man. Stretch out your hands believing this is your promised land. Break out of disappointment, break out of hopelessness. Stretch out your hands believing this is your promised land. Break out, O oh barren woman. Break out, O oh broken man. Stretch out your hands believing this is your promise, land. Break out of disappointment. Break out of hopelessness. Stretch out your hands believing this is your promise, land. your hands believing this is your promised land break out of disappointment break out of hopelessness stretch out your hands believing this is your Your hands believe this is your promise.
5: God convicted me a while back that I had an attitude, and I held up my hand very small. In his presence, my expectation was small because my attitude was bad. And as I could let him soften and heal my disappointments, my hopelessness, he said, Just stretch out your arms. I'm here pouring it out, but when you hold out your hands so little, you can't receive much. So I just ask, Lord, that you increase our faith, you heal our attitudes. And you help us stretch out our arms in your presence with great expectation, because you are a God of greatness.
1: Amen. You can be seated for a moment. Thank you, Ian. Why did Jesus come? There are a number of answers. Jesus gives us a number of answers in the Bible of why he came. And they all end in the same thing, and that's that he came to die, right? He came to die for us. And so that's why we uh, celebrate communion during Advent. At the Last Supper, when Jesus started the communion rite, ritual, remembrance, whatever you want to call it, he said, do this and to proclaim my death, And Paul says we continue to do it, to proclaim his death until he comes. And so at Christmas, we celebrate his coming, and we're also going to celebrate communion in order to proclaim his death until he comes again, the next Advent. And so the death of Jesus merges uh, the first Advent with the last one. And so we're going to celebrate that today together. Let's start with just a moment of silent confession for anything over the last week that we maybe have done that we shouldn't have or that we left undone let's take a moment to confess those before the lord And then let's pray together the prayer that the Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And we remember that that night that Jesus was betrayed, after the meal was done, he took some bread and he broke it. And he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this as you remember me. And afterwards, he also took the cup. It would have been a little bigger than this, of course. But he took that final cup of wine, the wine that the um, Hebrews normally did not drink during the Passover celebration. That one was left undrunk. But Jesus grabbed it anyway, breaking protocol. And he said, this cup is the cup of the new covenant, which is in my blood, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of your sins. As often as you drink this, remember me. And so we're going to remember the Lord today. We're going to remember why he came, what he did, and we're going to remember that he's coming back. Amen? Amen. So I encourage you to come forward and receive, and then you can eat it here or back in your seats. Um, We're not going to hang on to it and do it together, because with little children, that's a disaster. So So come up during um, this final worship song. And I encourage you to come and receive this morning, um, receive joy. This is a Sunday of joy. And so you can come and celebrate the joy that you're already feeling, or you can come to receive a little more joy if that's what you need <laughs> this morning. So come and receive from the Lord. Yes, the, the, the lighter color is the juice on the outside, and then the wine is on the inside.
4: i yeah. yeah. great unchangeable i am the king of glory and of grace one with himself i cannot die my soul is purchased by his blood my life is hid with christ on high with christ my savior Savior.
3: Nice to see you, Ann, but we are sorry we're not seeing Joel, and he's
4: sick. Uh, he's kind of declining and trying not to be concerned, but I'm going to take it in the session. Okay. He's getting weaker and maybe to rest a lot, really
3: winded. His oxygen stays fine, he's still on oxygen, but I'm injured. Okay. Kent, nice to see you after not seeing you for a couple of weeks. And, We didn't see John for at least a week, maybe two weeks. Nice to see John. And uh, uh, we'll pray for Karen. Karen is not here. She had a difficult night. So we'll pray for her. And we'll pray for Nate. I'll ask him to give a report in a minute of his situation. Anyone else that we want to pray for? Brent. Okay. yes. I, uh when I checked in he was he seemed to be almost there. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, Kent? Since we were here our, do- our eldest daughter had our first grandchild. Grand yeah. Whoa. Cassiopeia. Oh. Cassiopeia. 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 Yeah, do I have to do I have to say that in the prayer? Uh, maybe you maybe you wanna do you want to? you want say a prayer? Is there yeah. An interpretation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie. Yeah. That. That. That's going to be inevitable. Cassie. It's going to be at Cassie. Ooh. Cool. Sorry about that. Uh, yes. Well, f- uh, yes. Alabama. She's in Alabama.
1: Sweet home Alabama. <laughs>
3: And let's pray, let's pray for Kentucky and Arkansas, the, the travail, the terrible things. Some people are in hope that they'll find their mom or dad or sister, and not sure if they will. Wait, wait. Two days wait, ago. Wait, wait, let's,
1: you know, I don't know what this is. Gotta get yeah, this is good, here.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, twice. two days two days ago. Uh, yeah, just torrential. Yeah, let's, uh, for the sake of those who are watching, we want to uh, keep the mic here, and so if you have something to share, uh, I know it's hard to remember, but we'll try to do that. So, and Nate, give us an update on your situation. I, I heard some things about it, and it was horrendous to think about what, they had to do they had to do some severe stuff, actually breaking something
1: yeah i you guys don't want to hear that part though i mean there there were five places where they had to like cut away, remove bone and skull inside my my head you look the, on the exterior, you look I look amazing. fabulous
3: <laughs>
1: I mean relative to how I normally look, yeah, but
3: self image but
1: uh. It's on the inside that I feel terrible. Um, I mean, I have chronic pain all the time, as you guys know, and um, keep praying for that. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, but, So I'm just really surprised at how much it hurts um, still. Um, it's shocking how much it hurts. And I don't like taking like heavy medication and stuff, but I've been having to take it. Um, and uh, I, I get really, really disoriented. And to the point of getting dizzy really quickly, which the doctor said is normal. And my brain is just like, there's a giant hole here. And what's happening? You got like a can into the face? What's going on? So my brain is confused. I'm trying to tell it to calm down. Uh, So far, it's not working. So that's why I'm not leading worship again. Sarah thought fainting in the middle of worship would probably distract some people (laughs) from the presence of God, which is why God gives us wives. Right, guys? Keep us, keep us uh, doing smart stuff. So, I, I'd appreciate your continued prayers. I mean, I patience is not my best spiritual gift.
4: <laughs>
1: God keeps giving you opportunities. God keeps it. giving me tests to pass, and get a little more patience. And I keep not passing <laughs> those tests. But um, so that's what I'm working on, just humbling myself. I mean, they said you'll be out for at least two weeks, and it hasn't even been two weeks. But you know me, I'm like whatever. I'll be fine in three days, and it wasn't so. No infection, though. You're good. he, I, yeah. I got checked. I went to the doctor last week. No infections. Um, so probably no sinus infection for the first time in maybe decades. I don't know. So praise God for that. So and and he said the surgery was a complete success. He's super happy. I'm like, but doc, I'm in a lot of pain and I I'm like super dizzy all the time. He's like, eh. As long as you're not bleeding out, I'm happy. I'm like, Thank, wow. thanks, doc. Yeah.
3: Good. <laughs>
1: No, but it's it's good. So praise God. I, I, I'm not trying to complain, just sharing, you know, sharing where I'm at. So I appreciate some prayer. Um, it's a little weird birthday present to give myself to cut a bunch of skull out of my head. But for, in the long term, it's going to be good because I am. It's true. And it feels strange. The air like goes straight up to my brain now. Like, it's like. That is very accurate. That accusation has been leveled against me before, but now there is evidence that it's true. So thanks for your prayers. I appreciate it.
3: Well, let's do it now. I don't need that. So Father, we pray for Nate. He's gone through much right from birth and his parents have as well. We pray that uh, this would resolve itself better than they expected, better than Nate expected, better than Sarah, better than the doctors. We pray that you would be working even as we are praying and do things up there in that nasal cavity do things to make breathing easier and to make Nate stronger. We thank you for him. We thank you for his presence here. We thank you for his leadership. We thank you for his family. And we thank you for his future. And we bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now we bless others who, who are in need of prayer. We pray for Brent. We pray for Karen. Any others who are ill, we pray for... Uh, Joel, we pray that you would have mercy on our brothers and sisters, on those who have needs. We miss them, and we want them with us and with you, and so we do bless them. We also pray for those who uh, are, uh, don't have loved ones now, who have lost loved ones and those who have literally lost them and don't know if they will find them. What a horrendous thing to take. L- loss of jobs, probably hundreds of jobs lost, and hundreds of homes and, and churches and buildings, uh, businesses. Total devastation, Father. We pray for those whose Christmas was just dwarfed or totally eliminated. What pain, what sorrow. Jesus, you, the man of sorrows, we pray that people will come to you in this time. We pray that you would turn this around, that something as dreadful as something as awful, it would take you, and only you could do it, and you could turn this around. So Kentucky, Arkansas, uh, uh, Nebraska, whatever wherever, uh, the places were, that that they would see something take place, and they'd say, this is a miracle, that God is doing something here in our midst that's like you to do things like that. And so we trust you to do it in Jesus' name.
1: And I speak to Joel through (laughs) Ann. They are one flesh, and so this counts as praying for Joel, right? And we speak to that body, and we command it to... Turn around and come back. We rebuke a spirit of death in Jesus' name that has hounded him now for a couple months. We rebuke that spirit of death in Jesus' name, and by the blood of Jesus Christ, we declare that Joel will enter into life, new life, and that this, uh, this downturn, although discouraging, is temporary. It's temporary. We pray against any fear in Jesus' name. God has not given you a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so we thank you for that power to heal. We thank you for your love. And we pray for a sound mind for Ann and Joel and the kids too. We thank you that even though there's a temporary downturn for a night, that your joy comes in the morning and your healing is going to come to Joel. In Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you
3: so much. So, kiddos, we're going to do a children's sermon here. If you want to come up and join me, you're welcome to... When I say, kiddos, you—you you probably graduated, Andrew, so I don't think you have to come—come come up. But if—if uh, if my kids were here, I'd be pushing them up. I—okay, I... here they come. We're emptying place out. Here they come. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Look at a nice skirt and a nice. Bl- Sweaters and blouses. Shall we just sit down? We could do that. We could do it sitting down like this. Yeah. Okay. We got two more coming. Pardon? I'm more
1: comfortable. You're
3: more comfortable standing. That's okay. Let's give Bella some move to the side then. So Bella. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That will be a better spot, Just lean. You sure look nice in your tie, your outfit, matching outfit. Okay. So. Did you hear that we sang happy birthday today? Who was birthday did we sing to? No. Yeah. Um, Look around. Who's was it? Somebody over here. Whose birthday is today? It's mommy's? Mommies? Wow, way to go mommy, you didn't tell us. It's always mommy's <laughs> well, it was Nate's and we sang happy birthday. Now, in a few more days, it will be Christmas, right? Whose birthday is that? Steve's. Who? Um. Whose birthday? Mm, Christmas. Yeah. Jesus! Yes. You got it! Way to go! You're making your mom and dad look good. I just want you to know that. <laughs> They're, they're, they're going to tell you about this 10 years from now, on that day that today, that, that you did that. Because that's pretty impressive. You really yelled it out. And so, do we sing happy birthday? I mean, I've never heard anybody sing happy birthday to Jesus. Happy, have you? have You have. Oh, good. There's another one. Okay. So... Did he have a good birthday? What did he, what did he do on his birthday? The day of his birth. What? Uh,
4: when I was at school, I I said my, my teacher said it was it was it was Jesus' birthday.
3: Yes, that's a good teacher. Into,
4: it was Miss Connor.
3: Yeah. Well, was he at home on his birthday? Did was he at his house?
4: Um, it was at no, my school. House.
3: He didn't have a house on his birthday. He didn't have a house? We're talking about the right thing, buddy. You're on the right track. He was not at his house, was he? No. Where was he? Where did they put him when he was born? He was born... A stable. In- for horses and for animals? You think it smelled? I think it probably smelled. I think it was smelly.
5: You are correct. I, I
3: always want you on my side, Gideon. I don't want to have to come against you, buddy. So this is really something that he had a birthday. My kids, when they've had birthdays, we've done special things for them, right? We do special things on birthdays. What was the special thing... I know who sang on his birthday. Who sang, remember? Who sang on, on Jesus' birthday? Me. You? Oh, got to correct that one. It was the angels. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. They sang Gloria. Gloria in excelsis or something that's, like that. Yeah. A, it was a beautiful song. Yeah, it wasn't Happy every Birthday. Every
4: time she picks a, a song at dinner, it's always Enix it Chelsea Dale.
3: Oh, really? Okay. I don't think that's
1: Latin,
3: though, did they? No, I don't know.
1: I always pick. <laughs> <laughs> we <can> always pick <laughs> well, why don't
3: we just let's let's tell Jesus that we're really glad that he was born and. Shall we sing happy birthday? Yes. No? Could we do that? Yeah. Let's try it. How about
1: we sing Gloria?
3: Well, I'd rather sing happy birthday. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Happy,
1: happy,
3: birthday, birthday, to to happy birthday, to birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. you. Happy birthday, birthday dear Jesus. We all want to bless you. Okay. Thank you, kids. No, you got it, you got it. I don't think I need that. Okay, you can. Thanks, kids. It's wonderful. Okay. I had a thrilling time working on this, never in f- 50 years. I've been in ministry 50 years and I've never done what I did these last couple of weeks. Really studied and thought about the first coming and the second coming. Never preached on it, don't know why. But um, I'm thankful for the time I invested in it. And I want you to have to think, because I had to really think. And uh, I've got something I want to give to you. But before I give it to you, I want you to do the work of helping to show the contrast between the first and the second coming. Now, word are at advantage. I, want, I'm a, I don't know if you know about my artistic abilities. Karen is an artist. I, too, am an artist. And I want you to see some of my artistry. Uh, put it up on the screen, CJ. There it is. Yeah. I know. Brilliant. So <clears throat> I want you to look at it, and we find ourselves Looking back and looking ahead, that puts us at an advantage because this has already happened, and so we know about the first coming. What if we were down below, what if that guy's Abraham, and he's looking ahead, and he is getting things, or others are getting things, about Christ, about this one and some of them are things like, who have. I'll just, I'll just read it. Here's, here's what one of them said as he's thinking toward Jesus. He was despised and rejected by man, a man of. Sorrows and acquainted with grief, and as one from whom men hide their face, he's an embarrassment. Do you know that Jesus was an embarrassment to his family? Do you know that Mary tried to get him and Mary and, and Jesus' brothers tried to get him home? He was an itinerant traveling preacher who didn't have a job. He was an embarrassment. And he was despised and rejected all his life, from birth to death. The disciples, they were expecting something different than what happened. I mean, after Peter, you can keep the picture up because I'm going to say one more thing here. Uh, so, so the. They're looking, and they're seeing things, and some of them are about somebody who's suffering, a suffering servant. Some of them are about a victorious king. And so they're thinking, there must be two. This can't be the same one. You can't put that together. So they were thinking that maybe there's going to be one Messiah that's going to suffer, and one Messiah... And so we are at an advantage now because we look back and see what he did and he said, here's what I will do. I'm going to look back. You got your Bibles. Open them to Matthew 16. I'm going to go quickly through here just to show you some things. So... From that, 1621, from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests, scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be, be raised. Now he starts telling him what happens? Peter has an allergic reaction. Far be it, this will never happen to you. Why won't it happen to Jesus. Because Peter's following Jesus. And they're, they're going for it. They know they're going for it. And so it's not going to happen to Jesus. It's certainly not going to happen to And Jesus said, what? Get behind me, Satan. That was so strong. Jesus had to come against it. Because this was not easy for Jesus. It was not a piece of cake. Going to the cross was not fun. It wasn't easy for him. It was very difficult. So much so that he sweat drops of blood as he wondered whether he was really going to have to go, if it be possible. And it was so oppressive. Well, Peter didn't do that more than once because Jesus said, if anyone come after me, let him deny himself and take up his... Okay, what did they know about crosses? The only thing they knew about crosses, it wasn't jewelry. It's a terrible form of Gentile death. It's a terrible form that invented by the Romans to really put suffering to people before they die. And Jesus said, you take up your cross. Now they didn't say, oh. (coughs) Uh. Then Jesus is transfigured. The big three are there, Peter, James, and John. Second time, chapter 17, verse 22, he says, The Son of Man is about to be delivered. So there were no responses after this one. Peter didn't do the same mistakes twice. Then again, a third time, chapter 20, no reaction from Peter. Jesus said, We're going to Jerusalem And the Son of Man will be delivered over the chief priest and they will condemn him to death. They're they're thinking, no, that isn't what we planned. That isn't what we wanted. It it was going so well. People were coming. Do you know how many of the crowd, how many were there were? The feeding of 5,000, that was 5,000 men plus women and children, maybe 10,000. He was becoming famous. This is going to be a good deal. We're his followers. But then things change again. Triumphal entry. Here he comes. He's coming from Jericho, coming up toward the Mount, the Mount of Olives from the lowest. Jericho is the lowest city in the world. Geographically, it is something like 600 below. 600 feet below sea level. So now they're going to climb up. I've walked it. Climb up from Jericho up to the Mount of Olives where he will get the donkey and and ride down. And so now they're thinking, okay, we're back on track. And the people are proclaiming Jesus as the king. These are slanderous words. But if you look over in John 12. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. So now they have hope again. Okay, we're going to get the job done. And Jesus begins to come against the Pharisees and scribes who are coming against him because they know that this is, this is it's coming soon now. The, the, the religious leaders, they're going after him. They want to kill him. And so they're going after him. And so they try to embarrass him. How do they do? How does it work for them? What? Did they do it? Didn't, do, didn't go very well for them, did it? No, they, they tried their best and they came to a point where they quit asking him questions because he made them look ignorant. And uh, it says, uh, Matthew 22, 46, And no one was able to answer him a word, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. And so now he took his turn. The next two chapters, he's scouring the Pharisees and the scribes. And so now the disciples are feeling pretty good again. He's taken the offensive. He's going after it. And then he talks about the end of days. He gets anointed. And then he says again in chapter 26, verse 1, When Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. And the Passover feast it it wasn't a happy time for them because Jesus said one of you will betray me. And they're wondering who it is. If they knew it had been Judas they would have beaten him up. They wouldn't have let him out. But it was hidden from them. And they went out and prayed with them. And he was killed. And they were Absolutely shocked. That was their that was their future. That was their life. So much so that when they heard that he had risen from the dead, the woman tried to tell them they wouldn't believe it. They had given that up. They had lost their hope. He tried to tell them he'd be raised the third day. And on the third day when he was raised, they didn't believe it. So what I want you to do now, and whoever speaks, I want you to go to the mic. What we're going to do is... Look at the first coming and look at the second coming. And I've got a sheet here where I have got uh, nine things about the first and uh, how it's different from the second. But I'd like you to think through it. And uh, let's, we'll talk about it together, but we'll always use the mic. So think about scriptures. Think about things that he said, things about things that others said. But any way to describe the first as different from what you know about the second. What are some things that you know about the second coming? Come to the mic. You can stand in line if you want to. What are some things that you know about the second coming?
5: He's going to come in all glory and everyone's going to see it.
3: Everyone. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. That's a miracle that every eye will see him. How can that be? Anything else about the, about the second coming that, that's, that's so different from the first? What's he coming to do? Yeah. Oh, hey, good. Yeah, you, you can write if you want to, but uh, every eye will see him as opposed to first coming where he was out back of a shack. You want me to hand him out? Oh, I don't know that he it. Oh no, you don't need pa- no, you don't need paper. There, he's just pointing, he's just writing it down so that uh, you can see what we're talking about. Thank you, CJ. I didn't even see that. Think, think about things about the second coming now that are, uh, that are very different from the first. Mike.
2: Well, when he first came, he came in humility and weakness, I mean, as a baby. And, and then when he's coming again, he's coming in power and glory. Was a baby. He'll be an adult, and the, both he was a r- the ruler of the world, but unrecognized before. And now every knee will bow, and every tongue confess when he comes again.
3: Stay right there. You said a lot in, in, one, in uh, one or two sentences there. So let's think about that. He comes in glory. The angels who announced to a few shepherds, I don't know if other people saw it, we don't, I don't think they did, because we don't have anything, but everyone will see these angels. What do people usually say when an angel shows up in the Bible? They're, they're afraid. <sighs> they may be 10 feet tall. They're powerful. And now these warring angels are returning, maybe 100 million of them. The sky is filled with them. Everybody sees them. He's come to take over. He's taken charge. He's taken over. And some won't be ready for that, and they will cry they will wail. They will weep. Those who pierced him, they'll, they had their chance. That's where we've got to get the word out because the time is up. Time is ready to be peeled away and eternity coming.
2: I have a question. Um, this will be, I mean, we, we believe the rapture will be first, right? So the church is taken up. Out, and you're talking about when he comes back after that, right?
3: I'm talking about the second coming, yeah.
2: So the believers that are here would have been only those who came to Christ after the rapture, is that correct?
3: <coughs> there, That's that's something
2: that God's people... That's the post, there's mid, there's all a, that stuff. There's yeah.
3: a, uh, several different ways to look at that. Yeah, so,
1: I, So here's my rapture theology. You don't have to agree, but here's what it is. If there is a rapture, I would like to be a part of it. (laughs) That is the entirety of my belief about the rapture. I don't really see it in here. Some people believe it. That's fine. I don't have a problem. But whatever happens during that time, or doesn't happen during that time, after that, Jesus shows up with all the angels. And that's what you're talking about,
5: right? Mm -hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Doesn't it say he's coming in the air? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes.
3: And he went up in a cloud and he's coming back in a cloud. Yes. Huh. Other things about the second coming that you know about? Trumpet. Coming to take over. going to be a trumpet, a loud trumpet. People will hear it. How do you blast a trumpet from nine billion miles away and everybody hears it?
4: <sighs> Emergency broadcasting system. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's coming not to die. He's coming to take over. He's coming to to reign. And in the Old Testament, there are prophecies about his reigning. So when Jesus didn't reign, they figured, well, this must be not the right one. Anything else about the second coming that can help us. Pardon? Judgment first. What? Yeah, here, grab it.
4: And, uh. Uh, first, he came as a bond servant
3: to seek and to save that what was lost. And next, he'll be coming in power and judgment, you know. It's kind of a big difference. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn judge, the world. Judge judge or condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. But you're right. Now he's coming to judge, to condemn, to do what he's gotta do, clean house. Yeah. Yeah. So the first time he didn't come as a judge, he came as a savior. He's coming as a judge and that's why people are gonna weep because time is up and they lost their chance. Yeah, good, good.
2: Well, he was, his first coming was uh, announced for 2,000 years and this time he's coming like they came to take the stuff out of this building. Yeah. Coming like a thief in the night, he says. Yes. So we have to be yes. prepared. Do you know who doesn't know? Jesus. Pardon me?
3: Jesus doesn't know. Yeah, only the the Father knows. He doesn't even know. So somehow, the one who knows all things doesn't know Mm -hmm. that. The Father only. And the Father will say. Now's the time. And the angels will rally together in a force of 100 million and the sky will be full of warring angels he's coming to take over
5: you know when you mentioned that about judgment coming I thought it's so interesting if we're called to be like Christ Why do we get so, this is the season of grace and mercy. The season of judgment is coming. And so sadly, the church is known to be the judges of the world right now. Mm
0: -hmm.
5: How much more effective we'd be if we could be the mercy and the compassion now? Because the day of judgment is coming. But we're so caught up judging before the day of judgment. We're not winning the souls. Right on. Right
3: on. Right on. He came not to judge, yeah, this is not a time for judgment. This is a time for mercy, 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 caring for people, whatever we can do. That's why we love our enemies. That's why when the guy ripped me off across the street, uh, he needed rent. And so I I gave it to him and uh, then I went back 10 times and said, hey, you owe me some money. He said, no, I put it on your front porch, which he didn't. And then I read in Luke 6, 38, said, give lend, with no thought of return, and your reward will be great in heaven. So I read that, and I said, hey, I'm not going to go another time. I'm going to get a better payment. From so I'm not, I'm not going after him. He needs Jesus. He desperately needs Jesus, because I'll feel sorry for him if he doesn't make it. In so, the end. so do
1: the people who broke in to the church.
3: Yes, yes, yes. yes. We want yes. are
5: Christians by our
3: love. Mm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. Weep, here is second coming. Weep no more. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah. So he came first as a lamb. lamb. Behold, John said. John had this powerful revelation. When he saw Jesus, he knew about lambs. They had sacrificed in the hundred thousands of them. And he said, behold, the la- God's lamb, who takes away the sin of the world. Incredibly uh, poignant. But now he comes as the lion. The Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has conquered. Can you help me, Chris and uh, Nate, pass these out? I want to keep contrasting more things about the second coming. What What are things about the second coming that you look at and you say it's so different than the first? How does... If, if a, he, he's a king, he's got to qualify. How does he qualify? Because he's the son of David, a king. First time in absolute poverty, but now riches beyond measure. Wow, I like that. Somebody back there is helping me out here.
1: (laughs) It's an angel. Yeah.
3: And what's the time frame? First, first time was how? How long was he here? Thirty-three years. And and then he uh, he died. After he died, how long was he around? yeah and and now, when he comes back, how long is he is he here for? and he shall reign That's a long time. I really look forward when I think about it I really look forward to, to the new heavens and the new earth and I think i can't I can't. I can't wrap my brain around that one. It's going to last forever and ever and ever and ever. There's not going to be any night. It's going to be every, perfect, every day a perfect day. And I think we're going to be growing. I think we're going to learn things in the New Earth. I think we're going to have jobs. Those that are faithful here have more responsibility there. So we do have responsibilities. We have assignments, but we'll carry them out perfectly. You can pick it off from here or pick it off from your own mind, but let's keep it going. The contrast between the two. Go to the mic if you have something to share. The contrast between the cross and the crown. The only crown he wore, what was it? crown of thorns. They put it on and they beat him up as he, they put a robe on him and mocked him as a king because he said he was a king. So they mocked him and then they gave him a crown and pushed it down on his head.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm remembering a verse
3: that says, Now we see in part, we Uh see through a glass darkly. Yeah, yeah. But then, we will see... Face to face. Everything. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 13, good. Yeah, they didn't see it clearly. How poor was he his first time around? Huh? As I thought about it uh, from last week's sermon, I thought, I don't think there's anyone who's ever been poor. I think he was the absolute poorest person who ever lived because he had zero. He had a tunic, but he lost it when he, when he was dying. So he, had, he died with nothing, not even clothes. He had nothing. He had no place. He said the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. No place. He had no belongings. Anything he needed, he asked for. I need a colt. Okay, we'll give you a colt. I need a grave. Okay, we'll give you a... He had a borrowed grave. He needed a place for, uh, place for his disciples to meet. They they gave him an upper room because he didn't have anything. So he had he was probably I think it's fa- safe to say he was the poorest man who ever walked on the planet. Now, he's the richest, the wealthiest, and he looks forward to us coming so he can share that with us for all eternity.
1: I've been thinking about that a lot too, Paul, and I don't want to. Steal too much from my own sermon next week, but go ahead and steal it. Oh, okay, we'll remember it. Self plagiarism. Um, it, it, is, it is amazing the humility of God and Christ in the incarnation and the birth of Jesus. It is because the Bible says, Psalm says, the earth belongs to the Lord, and everything that dwells in it belongs to the Lord. This is all His because He made it, and yet He came and had nothing. Yes, He came and chose to have nothing. He chose a ridiculous, humiliating birth. Um, that's a God thing. <laughs> who else would do that? You know, who else would do that? But when he comes back, he'll claim what's rightfully his and then give it to us. He comes back and says, this is mine now. I'm claiming my throne and I'm claiming the earth as mine because it is. And now I'm going to give it to you and you, and you, to take care of it. Again, such humility, it's, it's yeah. astounding to me.
3: And, and the way you live now will affect responsibilities in the new Earth. It will have an impact. That's the story of the five, and the two, and the one, you know, that, that those who, who uh, had five and multiplied it, OK you're gonna get more. You're gonna have more responsibility. So I look forward to the new earth. I was never, as a young person, I was not impressed with the streets of gold. That didn't attract me. But when I started hearing people speak about what we'll do in the new earth, about responsibilities, about assignments, about connecting, that really excited me. I thought, oh, good. We, get, we have a part in this. We're, we're not just sitting and having parties and, and eating, <laughs> but work we're right? working. <laughs> yeah, i got to have a job. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, go ahead, Kathy. What do you got there?
5: Uh, just thinking about that verse that says, he who loses his life for my sake will find it later yes. is, that, is that part of this say it
3: how would you see it a part of this
5: just that verse <laughs> it, give up your life now and you're going to have it multiplied and better in the new second coming
3: yeah that's exactly what he did the first time around Thank you. yeah yeah, Chris, go for
6: it. Um, so the first coming, I just want, so I'm thinking of the verse, do not store up treasures on By earth. By the way,
3: he's got a job now with Ace Hardware Fratellonis, and uh, he, they hired him on the spot, and they're very happy to have him. He shared the struggles he went through, and the guy said, hey, that's all I need to hear. I want you. He could tell that he was a, a, a good guy, so we're really proud of him. So, Father, we bless Chris. We yes, thank Father. you. Yes for what you're doing in his life. We thank you that he's taking positive steps forward. We only pray that Rafiq, God, would do what he has done, that, that Rafiq would learn from yeah. Chris and that uh, Rafiq could do better and that he'd make yeah. good decisions instead of bad ones. So we bless you, Chris. Go for it.
6: Okay, so I'm thinking of the verse, do not store up treasures on earth, store up treasures in heaven. So, so Jesus came to store up treasures in heaven by Sacrificing his life and his blood for us, we are his treasure, right? Gotcha. So in the second coming, he's coming to redeem that treasure. He he stored his treasure in heaven, but we are on earth as a, as a as a human like him. So we can so we can we can spread the word, get the word out there, get get more people, get more treasures. You know, so not only are we his treasures, but we are each other's treasure, right? Amen. And 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 so so you know. Jesus had nothing because there was no need for, it to, for him to have anything. His treasure is stored in heaven.
3: That'll preach. Man, that's a. I don't know
6: if you realize how profound that was, but that was really good.
3: Yeah. That was really That good. was beautiful. Okay, and then Ruth. Oh. No,
2: you're on. You're on. Well, I only think of the description of the second coming of Jesus um, when they said his voice was the sound of rushing waters. Um, and then I assume then his voice might have been more quiet because <laughs> he was a humble man on earth, and he always retreated when he was um, alive on this earth. He retreated um, like away and was tried to be more solitude and quiet when he wasn't preaching, um, but now we'll hear him all the time because his voice will be so loud and powerful.
3: Yeah, yeah. Good, good, Ruth.
5: Uh, what Kathy said just reminded me of um, there's somewhere it says his reward. He's coming and his his rewards are with him. He'll be bringing rewards, and then that reminded me of Hebrews 11:6. He that without faith it's impossible to please God, for he that cometh him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So he'll be coming with rewards.
3: And it says that in Revelation 22, his reward is with him. So he's bringing him, he's excited to pass them out. So he'll bring his rewards with him and then he'll give them out. And, and he doesn't miss a single thing that if you give a cup of cold water to someone that's marked down incredible that he he will pay us back pardon yeah 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 okay uh, are we ready to uh, we'll keep we can keep the discussion going but uh, I, uh, what see CJ right on the front with chair there Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Kathy. Just one
5: more that I thought of. Just, you know, you think about what he said about he's coming to get his bride, right? First time he came, he wasn't coming to get no bride because it wasn't there yet, right? Uh So when you think of a guy waiting for his bride to walk down that aisle, he's pretty excited. So that's a real cool analogy,
3: that is. And then and then we'll sit down and we'll eat the Marriage supper. supper of the Lamb. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna close with prayer and benediction and then we'll keep it going for a few more minutes. And then we've got a we've got a a birthday party here. So in, in honor of birthday people. Yeah, so we'll, So stick around. We, we told you that we weren't going to have one, but some people said, yes, we are, and I like that. So, so thank you, Father, that you sent your son and how difficult that was for you when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Thank you that you didn't pull back, that the plan went through, and Jesus died and was raised again. And we thank you that one day he will come back in glory and honor, and he'll take charge. We look forward to that with great anticipation. I pray for my neighbors that are not there yet. I pray that I will do what I think you expect me to do, to see that they're uh, ready to go. And uh, thank you for this church that you've raised up. And I say to you, brothers and sisters, the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace in the name of the Father, and of the
4: Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.